It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, yo, welcome. Yo, yo. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You were tuned into the Up and Up podcast. I am your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Erm, man. How you doing, my man? It's hot still. Yeah. 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 Man. You just came from San Diego, right? Yeah. Yeah, vacay. Yeah. So you just brought the fun. sun out here with you? Yeah. Okay. okay. Nah, I was already out here, but it's cool. I brought, right. I brought some more. Brought a little, just a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, man. Um, For those of you first-time listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. Um, Hence the name Up and Up. This platform is created to cultivate the culture and, you know, share stories of amazing, talented individuals who are going after their dreams, their goals, their visions, and, you know, staying on the up and up and letting nothing mm-hmm. stop them, you know? Um, before we get to it, I do want to shout out all the supporters, all the listeners, the viewers, those who've been tapped in. Um, we appreciate it. You know, uh, make sure to rate, subscribe, review. You can like. listen to the episodes on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, I'm sure it's a consistent theme on the show. If you've been paying attention, we never fall short with our guests. We always got special guests on deck, right? Always. Always, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, it's a norm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, we, we, we wouldn't be acting like ourselves if we didn't, right? Um, and today's guest, you know, I would say, you know, he's a man whose book of success, I think we could all take a page out of, right? For Maybe sure. a couple pages, if, yep. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I would say he's an inspiration to, to all athletes, you know, young and old mm-hmm. um, out here, not just not just in this region, but just all over the world, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, positive representative for our community, for our culture, uh, definitely, um, and to kind of give you a little rundown on some of the things he's been able to accomplish in his life thus far. Uh, he's an 11 time NCAA all American five time conference champion, three time indoor U S bronze medal winner and member of the team USA as a professional long jumper. Our guest is none other than the athletically decorated and culturally celebrated Norris Frederick. Can we get a round of applause for my guy in the building right here? Yeah. Yo, yo. How you doing, my guy? I'm chilling, man. How y'all living? You know, good, living good. my best life, right? <laughs> okay, okay. You know, we ain't going back and forth. But um, thank you for coming to the show, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Man, we appreciate it. Um, now, I don't know if you're familiar, but we usually start the show with the quote of the day. Um, it's something to kind of get our minds right, get the vibe right, set the mood. And, you know, my guy, he's a wordsmith over here. You know, okay. he's a man. He got I the try, quotes. I try, man. I try. Okay. I'm still so working what, on it. What you got for me today, my guy? All right. Today, quote of the day. Is success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. Mm. You know who said that? Who said that? The Rock. I was about to say Norris Dwayne Frederick. Johnson. <laughs> you said who? I was about to say Norris Frederick said it, but The Rock is cool. You just got to put a little spin on it and make yeah, it yours. So, yeah. so um, I ain't not going to lie, but that quote, yeah. the reason why I brought that up is because I just met you officially today. But I've been following you on social media for a while, yeah, and you've like been that. consistent, bro. So mm. that means we doing know. our job, man. Yeah, man. And and so we bring in the quotes, obviously, to set the mood, but also to tie directly to our guest story, right? Exactly. And I think consistency is a consistent theme with you know the Norris Frederick story and the journey. Um, but before we kind of get into everything you're currently involved in, I do want to kind of take it back. You know, take it. Let's take it back and um, talk about your early upbringing. Um, you know, where did where did it start for you? Where did you grow up? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I'm a product of South Seattle, uh, mm. Rainier. Mm. Mm-hmm. Shout um, out. You know, shout out. Shout yeah. out. Shout <laughs> out. Uh, you know, single parent. Um, father was in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, both, you know, parents, you know, uh, struggle with like alcohol, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. abuse and <clears throat> domestic violence and things like that. Mm. So, uh, you know, at a very young age, you know, I was exposed to a lot of things, um, you know, that even as an adult, you know, I think it'd be hard to kind of digest. So, uh you know, I found my love for sports. You know, I was a, a basketball player. And, mm. I, you know, it was one thing where I, wouldn't, I wasn't judged by the way that I looked. Mm. You know, I was only mm-hmm. judged by, you know, how many points I could score yeah. or, mm. you know, or whatever the situation was. And it was freedom. You know, it was yeah. athletic freedom for yeah. me. So, um, yeah, man, I don't. Well, no, because you, you brought up an interesting topic, you know, for young men in our culture growing up, you know, they say you either rap or, or hoop, right? Oh, for sure. But I feel like um, 
you kind of touched on why th- those options are therapeutic too at the same time with a lot that's going on around them. Um, so kind of who or who or what kind of planted those early seeds in you to kind of go towards a- athletics as opposed to, you know, anything else that you could have ex- explored? Well, I mean, it was just something to kind of keep me off the streets. <clears throat> you know, as a, as a, a young black kid, mm-hmm. teenager, male, adult, whatever, um, you know, our path is is pretty much built for us. You know, mm-hmm. once we once we get to a certain age, you know, like you never hear, you know, a seven year old back then talking about I'm gonna be president of the United States yeah. or I'm yeah. gonna be I'm gonna be the principal or the mayor. You don't yeah. you don't hear that. That's true. Um, because the things that we're designed to do is just like you said, either if we're not dribbling the ball, we're doing something as far as entertainment or we're chasing the streets. So I saw all of that. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I I did it all, yeah. To be completely honest, yeah. but you know, some things I was just better at. Yeah, that, and that's that's what it gets <laughs> to, right? Like you know, I think we all tried our hands in sports, right, growing up. Oh, um, but you know, I think you you know when you have something, and I think some people know they have something and they don't nurture it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that was the case for you, right? No, no, and and I'm a numbers guy, you okay. know. So I like numbers, I like stats, and you know, one stat that I keep, <clears throat> you know, extremely close to my heart is uh, one out of every five minorities, or black males for that, in, for that, for the sake of this conversation, is gonna be incarcerated. Mm. You know, one out of every three minorities is yeah. gonna be incarcerated. That's real. So like, I don't wanna be a statistic. Mm-hmm. That is not a statistic that I want to have on my belt. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, when we, when we designed, you know, Team Frederick, we, we, we kept all these things in mind. What okay. can we do to give back? Mm. Yeah. Cause like, with all the talent that we have in the state of Washington and, and in the Seattle area, like a lot of these guys come back, but they come back in hopes to sell out of a sell out an arena, mm. right? Yeah. They don't come back to a lot of. I don't want to say that. Very few of them come back and try to build up what's going on in the community. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they. With every, with every problem. There needs to be a you know like a resolution. How mm-hmm. can we fix this? Yeah, and I want to build that bridge. Yeah, <clears throat> you know. So for those who do follow me on Instagram, like, I'm that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You no, know? I mean and that's the thing. Like you all, we all have platforms. Big time. Whether it's you have a great influence or a small amount of influence, you have influence, right? Whether somebody's watching. Somebody's watching. Even if you you know, even if it's within your own family, you mm-hmm. got young siblings and young cousins who look up to you. And if it's you know someone in your position, you have a, the masses looking right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an important responsibility. You know, we, we always talk about that you yeah. know, and, and using your influence. But it's like, for sure, <clears throat> you know, like what we've been hearing in the media now is, you know, how the NFL has been taking their platforms and using it for evil. Mm. You know, like, but I don't see that as the case. You know, uh, Miley Cyrus is like, in my eyes, extremely intelligent. You know, she mm. she had a quote that said, you guys wanted me to pour my heart out and tell you why I am the way that I am. And then when I did that, you guys criticized me and beat me down mm-hmm. and tore me down to make me feel like I was nothing. Mm. So if I relate my life in comparison to what she goes through, like in high school, if I mess up at a basketball game or a track meet, it's seen by just a few people. Mm-hmm. At the professional level, the whole world globally gets to see my screw up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So like one thing that I've tried my best to do is make it seem or make it appear, and it's the truth, that I'm extremely tangible. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I hurt the same way you hurt. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I feel the same things you feel. Like yeah. Transparency. Big time. That's real. Like, you may think as a professional athlete, um, you know, representative of Team USA, that I'm like numb to criticism mm. or I'm numb to, to, to people calling me names mm-hmm. and saying that I'm not this or I'm not that. But yeah. like, no, it hurts the same. Yeah, we're all human. We're all human. We're yeah. all human. And um, who said it? I think Tiger Woods said it. <clears throat> he was like. I didn't by choice be a role model. So like you guys are mad because I made a mistake as an adult Mm -hmm. and say I affected all these kids that were coming beneath me. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my choice to be a role model. Mm -hmm. And like, I hear it, right? I don't agree with it, Mm -hmm. but I hear it. Yeah. You know, and, and it's tough, you know, as a, as an athlete, because like you're held to a different standard by, by all means, mm-hmm. by all the meanings of that word. Like yeah. the standard is absolutely crazy. Yeah. And, and, yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah, you know, that's how that's, I think with the, like social media too, is making it even more like you can see all that stuff, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't Big know. Time. Could, yeah. So 
I know how it, it, it might feel for an athlete to like really like see all that stuff because there's like even athletes like for example Kevin Durant yeah like we see and he's like <laughs> oh yeah he's like sensitive to that stuff so burner, that you got you a burner think, account like, yeah, you created exactly, a burner you know, account so. like you know and um so so let's let's take it let's take it kind of from your early years uh, I I want to I want to kind of get to the trajectory let's get if it. we can do that now coming out of high school um you were seen as one of the top athletes not just you know track track stars or basketball players but athletes in general you did um were able to receive the Gatorade athlete of the year award yeah, am yeah, i correct yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's a big deal for sure it's a big deal you know and i at the time i didn't know yeah <laughs> right you know, you're just so. doing you right absolutely yeah um yeah so when i graduated high school i was the number one recruit in the country and the most decorated athlete in, in our state history say that Damn. yeah and you know to me it wasn't about you know the notoriety it wasn't about the medals it wasn't about the achievements because there was such a bigger fight mm. you know for for the first you know group of years of my life i was always told the things that i wasn't able to accomplish mm. and where my life was gonna be you know like mm-hmm. when you sit down as a fourth grader and you're you know your elementary school principal tells you by the time that you're 16 if you're not dead you're gonna be doing a life sentence behind bars because that's that's where like that was the path that wow. I was paving for myself. And it affects you as a child. Mm-hmm. And it does. It does. For real. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I kind of took that, and I was like, well, that's not going to be me. And he looked at me and was just kind of laughed, like, yeah, I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. He's been around the block. This isn't yeah. his first rodeo. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a, a bigger fight. You know, I remember my first track meet as a sophomore. I had never run track a day in my life. Didn't even know Roosevelt High School had a track team, <laughs> right? <laughs> I go out, and I'm like, look. Coach, I don't want to be here. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do my time. I'm going to keep my head down and be done. Yeah. That sounds like you're in jail, right? I'm mm-hmm. just going to do my time, keep yeah. my head down, and stay out the and, way. And, and get out when I get out. And get out when I get out. Yeah. That first meet, I remember showing up, and I didn't even know what high jump spikes were. I didn't know what long jump spikes were. I had my basketball uniform on. And I had some ba- <laughs> I had some feelers. Hey. Cause, cause we couldn't afford <laughs> Nikes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had some feelers that were like secondhand. And um, I tied him up. I ran in a circle as fast as I could. And when I had enough speed to jump, I just jumped over the bar. And I ended up winning that track meet. And I jumped six six feet, four inches. It was the highest jump in the state at that time. Wow. As a sophomore. As a sophomore. Yeah. And I had never done this before. Wow. So my coach walked over and was like, huh. And I was like, coach, since I'm here, I'm just going to go on and win the state championship. Now, a lot of people may construe that as like, oh, you're cocky. Yeah. When you put something out there like that, like you're making other people hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, so I waited until the entire team was around me to be like, I'm going to win the state championship in the high jump. Mm. Right? The next meet, you know, I go out there and I blast them boys again. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, it may have been a fluke. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the bar wasn't really acid. <laughs> right? <clears throat> but nah. Like, it hurt more for me to lose than it felt good for me to win. So I didn't want to lose. Mm. That's real. That's yeah, real. That's for real. real. You know, that's so real. I, I went on that year as a sophomore and jumped six feet eight inches and won my first state championship. Wow. The following year, I added the long jump. Never done that before, right? Went out there, won the high jump and the long jump as a junior. Um, <laughs> as a senior, I went out and I was like, Coach, I want to try the triple jump. And this is two weeks before the state championship. Mm-hmm. Never done it before. I played second at the state meet and didn't even take all my jumps because I wanted to go after the, the state record in the high jump. Mm-hmm. So I ended up winning five state championships in three years, which placed me as the highest decorated athlete in our state history. Not to mention, as a 17-year-old, I was the first athlete in U.S. history to qualify for Team USA in the high jump and the long jump. And I went over to Italy, never been out the country before. This Junior Olympics? No, this is the World Championships. This is for grown (laughs) folk, right? It's lit. So uh, I go out here at 17 years old. Get on a plane. Well, first, I didn't want to go, right? They they told me I was going to like a, a place called Tuscany, Italy. Mm-hmm. Child, please, I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't heard nothing like that before in my life, right? So I uh, was like, yeah, I'll be at the airport. Uh, we didn't show up. Really? I got all my USA stuff shipped to the house. I was goji, right? Yeah. <laughs> they sent somebody back from Italy to drive to my house to pick me up, take me to the airport, and bring me over. What? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have been to Italy, but those flights are no joke, bruh. So for somebody to do 
a back-to-back Europe trip in less than five days. Mm-hmm. She was tight when she pulled up. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That sounds like... <laughs> that's crazy. That sounds oh. like a higher power working over oh. here, man. So, like, yeah, and that's what it was. Like, once that's I got crazy. there, they were like, we can't have you doing that. Mm. Like, you are the future of this sport, mm-hmm. and we want to see what you can do at this level. Wow. So I got 11th in the high jump and 7th in the long jump. And that was, like, the first real loss that I've ever taken in my life. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it destroyed me. Do you think it was because you didn't take it seriously early on or you just kind of didn't really want to seize that opportunity? And maybe when you got there, you're like, all right, I'll do it. Well, like, no, I mean, I'll, I'll rise to the level of the competition at okay. any time. Okay. But like, think about this. And this is the perfect exa- example. <clears throat> so if we think of some of our favorite athletes, let's think about LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. right? We idolize these guys, mm-hmm. right? Got posters on the wall growing up as a kid. Yeah. Now imagine you fast forward five years of your life and all of a sudden you're on the same line at the free throw line with Michael Jordan, LeBron James, or Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you idolize? Or is that just another dude in the way of your competition? Nah, you compete. Yeah. You compete, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I'm going against people that have Olympic gold medals yeah. and, and world championship medals. And yeah. I'm over here like looking at these guys like, oh my gosh, like this is the real deal. I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. It's hard not to clap your hands when you see your idol do something phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like you're on the same competition, right? Yeah. <laughs> Or it's hard when you see a dude literally from the country of China that's literally five feet, four inches, high jump seven feet, seven inches. God damn. And you look at him and you're like, oh, okay. That's crazy. Because I can't do that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's wild. But like, and you try to walk up to this dude to congratulate him and he looks at you because he legitly does not know the words that are coming out of your mouth. Mm. Like, I saw a black dude over there that had dreads. I walk up to him like, yo, bruh, where's the cafeteria at? He didn't speak anything but Spanish or but but French. Wow. I had never in my life seen that. Yeah. Wow. You take a dude from South Seattle that just got a passport days before that trip, <laughs> <laughs> put him in a foreign country with people that look exactly like him, but don't, mm-hmm. but don't, don't. talk like yeah. him. Yeah. Bruh. So that's that takes a mental toll too. I, I, would, I would I would say because you know I always say this about like education you know. Um, a lot of times, you know, you can be in a classroom. Let's say I'm the only black guy in a class full of white people. Um, people are like, oh, well, you know, you guys are all learning at, with, with the same materials and this, that, and the third. But, you know, the environment that you're learning in does affect the, your, your mm-hmm. performance, right? Sure. So I feel like that's similar to, to that sport, right? And, and 100%. To track, you know, being comfortable with the environment. Well, think about this. How many times were you sitting in your elementary school class, middle school class, or high school class being like, I'm never going to need to use Spanish a day in my life? <laughs> Like mm. what am I? What am I? What am I doing? I mean, I, there were some bad momcitas in my school. I ain't right, gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it was history. I gonna lie. Me, I, 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 but yeah, you're right. Legit, <laughs> nah, legitimate you. use. Nah, nah. But like, but like, yeah, you know, yeah, you're like, right, you're yeah. Right. You're, and you, and I wind up in Puerto Rico. They don't speak nothing but Spanish. Mm. I'm over here thinking like plantains or potatoes. I'm more in a button. Like I want all of that. And that joint yeah. come out like I didn't want to know banana, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but like, these are the things that I didn't take serious when yeah. I was in school. Yeah. Like, my whole life right now is built off of percentages mm. and meters, mm-hmm. right? Like, math was one of my favorite subjects, but, like, bruh, mm. you're going to take 15% of blah, blah, blah? Like, bruh, no, we got to have a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah. like, these are things that you never, ever, ever, ever would pay attention to when you're in middle school or in high school because, like, well, for me, I'll speak on behalf of me, like, I wanted to be the cool dude. Yeah. I wanted people not to know that I was smart, but know that I was down for everything, right? Yeah. 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 And like, you go through these identity crises, and then once you get to college, like, you kind of start over, but it's like more mm-hmm. mellow than it was in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get to your junior and senior year, and you realize, like, man, nah, I ain't skipping this class, right. man. Because <laughs> real life is about to hit. Exactly. Me. And I don't right. know why. I don't know why, man. It's weird. Like, we all find ourselves doing that at certain times where we kind of scale back. Like oh, we're consciously sure. scaling ourselves back and yeah. holding ourselves back. Like, nah, let me not show that side of me, you know? And, 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 I, real. and I love, uh, I love, so, so my girlfriend, uh, she's right over here. How you doing? Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she came home and was like, you need to watch this, you know, Ellen DeGeneres and Kanye thing. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, all right. Sounds right? entertaining. Right. I think I seen that one too. <laughs> right. Yeah, this yeah. whole time. Society had me thinking that Kanye was a mental case, mm-hmm. right? Kanye is not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like when we can't identify somebody else's thought patterns, we put them in a box and we oh, yeah. and we claim that there's something we that don't understand not. them, so they're crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. people are scared of that, bro. Big oh, yeah. time. But they don't understand. But so yeah. he says society tells us 
that we only can be good at one thing. Mm -hmm. And if we're good at multiple things, we're not giving 100% to everything. Mm. Let me ask you this. Can you talk on a phone and drive? I do it all the time. You do it all the time. <laughs> all the time. You're good at that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you dribble a ball and walk? Yep. So you can do multiple things at one yeah. time and be phenomenal at them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I society's agree. telling us, like, you can't be, you can't host your own podcast mm -hmm. and then work another job yeah. and then be a good parent because that's too much on your mm -hmm. plate. Yeah. So, like, when we when we think about these things, like, oh, no, like, I'm stuck in this dead-end job because this is the best for me right now. I went to school and got a degree in this. Yeah. Like, no. You know what's crazy? That brings up something. So I always say this. It's like I feel like the system was never set up for us. And, you know, the fact that we are where we're at at this very moment lets me know that we've already exceeded the expectations they had for us. Mm -hmm. So at this point, anything you do, you're just running up the score. For sure. Right? So when you have that mentality, it's like, yo, man, I'm running up the score. I've been I've been exceeded what was what was supposed to happen, you know, allegedly or whatever. So, um, but now let's get into, um, you, so you kind of touched on uh, college and, you know, I know you're Husky and, you know, I'm a Coug, we're Cougs, but it's cool. Hey, it's you all know, good. You know what I'm saying? It's all, it's, all, it's all about unity right here, you know? <laughs> hey, we, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> but I do want to touch on your experience, you know, being a Husky and, and kind of going into that next level because there's a lot of people that watch this show and, and they may be athletes, right? Or they okay. may be aspiring athletes. And, you know, I feel like your story and, and kind of how you were able to capitalize once you got to UW um, can definitely uh, cut through for a lot of people here. For sure. So talk about, you know, how you yeah, got in there yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and what um, was that like? You know, so so freshman year was a, was a huge challenge within itself. Mm -hmm. um, similar thing. So look at it like this. Uh, you're, um, what, 18, right? For the past 17 years of your life, your parents are waking you up. The school calls back home when you don't show mm -hmm. up to class. Yep, yep. The smallest class that I had my freshman year at the University of Washington was 450 people. God damn. Right? That's if I'm not showing up to class, who's going to call? <laughs> right? Like, not only that, but, like, my dorm, my dorm floor had 100 people on it. It was the first time in my whole life that I, that I lived next door to two women that I didn't know. Mm. Right. Freedom. 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 Distractions. Yeah. Like choices, you know, like everything, difficulties. And then you had to study. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then you had to be a phenomenal athlete. Mm. Right. And then October 17th rolls around and I get a phone call from my mom. Right. It's like 2.30 in the morning. And she tells me, like, you need to come home right now. And she's bawling, crying. I just bounced. Didn't even ask any questions. I'm a mama's boy. Yeah, Took my roommate's sure. car and, and bounced. Yeah. I get to the house, um, and all the lights were on. And it, I mean, it's unusual mm -hmm, at 2.30 mm -hmm. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And she's in the backyard, like, holding herself, crying. And I'm like, I just gave her a hug. And uh, she told me, she was like, Norris, your dad's been murdered. He's been stabbed to death. And, like, my heart dropped. But at the same time, like, you know, as a, as a young, you know, black male, like, mm -hmm. I wanted... Like, Mom, I got this. Be strong. Yeah, yeah. be strong. Be strong yeah. Right? So I call, or I, I was like, where's my little brother at? And she was like, he's in my bed asleep. Little brother's nine years old at the time. Mm -hmm. I walk in there, and I said, uh, I wake him up. And he looks at the clock and was like, what are you doing home from college? And I said, uh, no, I just wanted to check in on you. And he was like, like what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. And I said, something happened to Big Norris, and he's not coming back anymore. Mm-hmm. And I saw his eyes start to, to kind of crystallize over. And I said, don't cry. I need you to hold down the house because I need to go handle some business. Mm. And he said, okay. And I said, go take care of mom. So I walk outside and I call my older brother. And he, he was over on the East Coast at the time. Um, and he was like, I'll be home in the morning. We can handle our business. Now, for those who don't know anything about South Seattle, like back then, that's where like the goons hung out. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how it is now. Yeah. Um, but... I called some people back from the neighborhood, and uh, they were like, we'll meet you at, at your school. We'll pick you up. So I go to my dorm, and I'm sitting on the stairs, and I call one of my best friends. It's like probably like 3.30 in the morning now. And um, I was like, I'm going to do something really stupid, and I just want to say that I care about you, and I hope everything happens the way it's supposed to happen for you. Mm. She hung up the phone and shot over to my dorm, and I was just sitting there, and she just jumped into my arms and was like, come upstairs. And I said, for what? She was like, because I know if I'm with you, you won't do anything stupid. Mm. So uh, we go upstairs, and I'm thinking, like, the person that killed my dad is still alive. She hasn't been caught. She hasn't turned herself in. 
Like she's clearly under the influence. So mm-hmm. like I need to to go home and protect my So you family. already suspected who Yeah. Who okay. Mm-hmm. So I I slide back to the house and uh my front door is wide open. And my mom's car was still there, but I didn't hear anybody in the house. So my dad had hit a gun. And um I grabbed the gun and I grabbed the knife. And I went into the center room in the house and I kept having these like daydreams because like now like mm-hmm. the sun's starting to poke up a tiny mm-hmm. bit yeah i kept having these like daydreams and like i was wide awake and this lady was like popping up and pulling a gun and shooting me mm. because the person that had killed my father was his girlfriend mm-hmm. mm. over a domestic violence dispute mm. and she calls the house this is a true story she called the house and was like i'm really sorry i didn't mean to do it and i said you're you're dead right it's mm-hmm. over for you yeah mm-hmm. And uh, she hung up and then called back from a blocked number. Now, we had caller ID, so I knew exactly where she was at. Um, so my boys show up, and they pick me up, and we head down to, a, like, the Belltown um, Pioneer Square area, and I see her. She's, like, just walking the streets, scratching her arms. Like, she was strung out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they gave me the, the little pistol and was like, handle your business. I said, nah, man, this isn't for me. Take me back. So they took me back to the house, and I sat there. My mom called and was like, I just identified the body, and it is your dad. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even cried yet. Mm-hmm. Adrenaline's pumping through my blood. Yeah. I go to school the next day. It's a Sunday. And I go back to my dorm, and I'm just kind of like sitting there. <clears throat> and then uh, Monday morning rolls around. And I couldn't tell you anything that happened Monday, except for when I went to practice. I remember going to practice, and uh, one of the coaches told me, I don't care what happened to you over this weekend. When you get to practice, that's all you care about. Mm. And I looked at her and I was like, I've never hit a woman in my life, mm. but I want to punch you square in your face. So I took my uniform off and I threw it at her and I walked out. The head coach that manages 120 athletes at the University of Washington leaves his practice and comes to my door and was like, I'm not letting you leave. And I said, coach, like, this is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. out of my way. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not going to let you be a statistic. You're going to graduate from college whether I have to pay for it myself, but you are not leaving. I packed up my bag and I'm like, bruh, move out the way or else. And then my mom was like, or else what? So my mom came around the corner. He had got her to come. Mm. And my, mom, my, my mom at my mom's heard me cuss maybe like six, six times my whole life. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them. Right. Mm. So I was already shook. <laughs> so uh, she was like, sit down and shut the F up. You're going to listen to everything that this white man has to say to you. That's exactly how she said it. Mm. For those who know my mom, my mom is not PC. She is a typical black mom that's going to keep it 100, keep it 100. <laughs> all the time. Doesn't matter where we're at. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, he's telling me all these things like, I'm going to be the father figure. Your dad's done. We get it. Mm-hmm. I want to be the father figure. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, you know what type of responsibility that is? And he mm-hmm. was like, yeah. And I said, all right. We shook hands. He said, I don't want to see you at practice. All I want you to do is go to school, and we'll figure it out from there. He leaves. I call my high school coach, and I said, I need something from you. And he said, what do you need? And I said, I need you to coach me. I'm familiar with that dude, right? Yeah. I'd only been in, high, I'd only been in college for, for 30 days. And this is Roosevelt High School? Roosevelt High School. Okay. So my coach was like, be here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. So I get up, take the bus over there, handle my lightweight, go back to class, go home and go to sleep. Again, do it again, all season long. January 1st, or January 17th rolls around. It's the first time that I'm in the Husky uniform. It's the first time that I'm competing as a collegiate athlete. And uh, I get down there, and my event coach was like, what are you doing here? You're not going to compete. Take my uniform off. I haven't seen you at practice in months. And uh, my head coach was like, oh, he's been with me. He's ready to go. So my event coach is like, whatever, and walked off. My head coach looked at me and was like, don't embarrass me. Mm-hmm. You know, that day, I had the number one jump in the world for six months. And it was like everything in my life that I had ever worked for, like everything lined up for that specific day at that specific time. Mm-hmm. And I did everything. I did everything right. When the odds are against me as a professional athlete, that's where I flourish the most. Mm. When people are telling me all the things that I can't do, that's when when I show up mm-hmm. and that's when I compete. When I do all these motivational talks and all these speaking around the country, I hate when people are like, well, it's because I don't have a dad. 
Mm. For those who believe in a higher power, this higher power has installed two things in us, right? Before we make a, a terrible mistake, your stomach begins to turn. Mm-hmm. And when you do something really, really well, you get butterflies in your stomach, right? Mm. So you're subconsciously and consciously making decisions knowing that your body's fighting you to tell you to do the right thing or the wrong thing, mm-hmm. but you're doing what you want to do. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have a father figure. I did and I didn't and I don't, mm-hmm. right? But like, you know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, in our culture, you know, like we're always trying to play the victim and we're always trying to blame other people for the things that we do or that we don't have. Like, yeah. nobody, nobody gave you that sentence you know, in prison, like you earned it. Yeah. And there are some cases where, you know, some, some, some BS happens, Mm -hmm. but like you never hear of a bank robber, you know, robbing multiple banks and getting away with it. You only hear about the bank robber getting caught because if I rob a bank once, like, okay, cool. I'm gonna do it again. Cause Mm -hmm. I didn't get caught. Like it's addictive. Yeah. Winning and being competitive to me is addictive. Like I compete in everything. Right. Like, she won't even play board games with me because, like, it, it will literally <laughs> it gets it ugly. Will, it will literally divide the house. You know, um, no, and that's I, I'm glad you brought that up, and thank you for sharing that yeah, as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Um, you know, when it comes to athletes um, and winning, right? Uh, you know, we always see it as like you don't know what really fueled them to want to win. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you see, like, take LeBron James for instance. They're like, oh, he wants to win a championship so he can catch up to Michael Jordan. Do you really think that's the reason why he's working hard every day? Maybe not. Maybe it's a small part in the back of his head that he wants to be on that level. Who knows? But you never really know what goes into wanting to win for an athlete. And I think, big time. you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, which is for you, it was kind of going against that resistance that, that you've been facing. Big time. You know? and, and that's good. And I love that analogy, uh, analogy with LeBron James. Because let's think about this, man. Like, Michael Jordan hasn't played basketball since 2001, right? Anybody that was born in 2002 and above has never seen this man play a game of basketball. Facts. But yet, I'll stay the night in front of a Nike town, wake up at 2.30 in the morning to pre-order these shoes, Mm -hmm. and I've never seen this man play. That's a legacy. Yeah, that's true. How are you going to catch a legacy? You can't. It's tough, man. It's cultural. It's cultural. It's ingrained in like society. I always said Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan is the most marketable athlete of all time. Ever. Yeah, Ever. Like he yeah. sure. He is a like yeah. So what I was signed with Nike for four years. So Nike came in and, and told us their whole marketing plan for the four quarters that they do, right? They said that if you were to take LeBron James and Kobe Bryant's brand and merge them, financially it still wouldn't equate to what Michael Jordan is. Mm. <laughs> so you you think about that. The two Best basketball players of of the 2000 and above generation can't even catch up to the same dude that stopped playing basketball in 2000. I have a theory about that. I think it's because Jordan was at a time when there wasn't as many distractions as there are now, right? Now, I think Jordan is by far the legacy can't mm-hmm. be touched or mm-hmm. can't be reached, but... I think that does play into it a little bit. You know, back then people had nothing else but nothing else to do but watch Jordan on TV. Now, you know, yeah, Kobe's killing, LeBron's killing, but you know, hey man, you know, I'm on my IG, I see this little baddie, you know, like for sure. Yeah. You know, Drake just dropped the album, he beefing <laughs> with him, you know, so so many distractions out there, but But let me ask but, you guys. But I this. agree, I agree to a certain extent though. Going off of the distractions. How distracting is it to hear LeBron James? Get a 200 or a, what is it? A, what was his contract? 154. 154. I know. He got $154 million to play basketball. Yeah. Michael Jordan's biggest contract was what? In the prime of sports. Oh, man. It was nowhere near that. Nothing, Nothing. near that. Yeah. So what's the distraction? Right? One person's doing it off of pure love and love for the game. He hates to lose. That's right. right? One person's doing it because, like, right now he has financial freedom. That's true. Basketball is yeah. the only thing he needs to focus on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you sign Michael Jordan for $50,000 as a Nike athlete, on which that's what it was, right? What is $50,000 going to get you? $50,000? Right? That wouldn't even <laughs> cover my mortgage. <laughs> and especially no. as an athlete. As an sure. athlete, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, so, like, so talk about that a little bit. Because you do have um, experience with, with partnerships and mm-hmm. sponsorships yeah. for you and, and, and all that you've done, especially being on Team USA now. Um you know, for athletes out there, I think you found a way to transcend just the field. 
for right? sure. And, and, oh, yeah. And the long jump pit. Is that what it's called? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you found a way to transcend that and, and, and really have impact outside of that. And I feel like for a lot of athletes, um, I, I hate seeing it. You brought up the NFL when we were talking about earlier. I hate seeing NFL players um, hesitant to protest because they, they feel pigeon-held. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't mm-hmm. talk because this is the only way I can eat. And coming up, all they want to do is play football. And these owners know that all they want to do is play football and nothing else. And then you take the anomalies like LeBron, who has businesses and things mm-hmm. like that. So um, talk about the importance of really educating yourself on what you can do with that platform. Well, I mean, behind every business, right, mm-hmm. it's going to be a stronger woman, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I have the the ability to sit down with my girlfriend, and, and she reiterates all the time. Like, you're more than just a long jumper. Like, yeah. you have so many great things about you that you really don't even understand Mm. and it's like you can say that because like you see outside of me i only see what's right in front Mm -hmm. of me like so when she says something like well we should look at x y and z we should look at this or you should go down this road and try that like it's it's like newfound territory right i'm I'm a man on the moon yeah yeah hell yeah but like when i reach out to a company that has nothing to do with track and field they don't have the same type of show like shoe contract deals. Like, yeah. so I can literally, or we can literally build whatever we want into that. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody got all pissed off or confused. Like, why are you sponsored by a candy company? Like, right. Duh. Yeah. Like, why are you why sponsored by a candy company? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're supposed to have this healthy lifestyle. Like, okay, I'm not perfect. Right. Mm. If I go out here and make a smoothie and post all the ingredients, people are going to criticize it. Right. Mm. If I just go out here and post, like, I like water. Well, what kind of water? Is it smart water? Like, (laughs) somebody's always going to have something to say, you know? But, like, if I'm in cahoots with, you know, the the person that helps me run my business Mm. and, like, flourishes my career, like, that's all that really matters. Yeah. So, like, we'll go after these companies that have nothing to do with my sport. Like, well, no, but but, uh, the the good thing about that is, like, because earlier you were saying you wanted wanted people to know that you're, like, tangible pretty much, right? So, it's like when you do a candy thing. Where I'm like, oh, he's just like me. He's human. You know, yeah. he likes candy just like I right. do. It's relatable. Yeah, so Big it is. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I think that another thing about that is um, you oftentimes keep seeing the same same old story, same old song. It's like a broken record, you know. This athlete signed Adidas, and then here comes the next big thing, Adidas. And the next right. big thing, Adidas. It's like, bro, what else are you really attaching yourself to to separate yourself from just that? Because that company's eating regardless. Yeah. Adidas no is what. like, yeah, we're going to get the next big thing. You know, and that's why I, I even respect, you know, um, LeVar Ball and everything they're doing with the Triple Bs because it's, it's um, like you said, newfound territory. No one's really done it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, I that's, mean, that's big. Yeah, but if we if we just open our eyes and see how much, how many opportunities are out there, like, I spoke with, uh, you know, one of my friends, and she lives in Indiana. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, you're going to hate it out there. There's not a lot of opportunity out there. Like, Boom, 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 all this. Like, people just kind of live a different life. What? <laughs> like, that don't make any sense to me, right? Yeah. When, and, and, and I'm going to ask you guys a serious question. When have you guys ever walked into a room and you're like, uh, this isn't for me. There's too much motivation in here. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. nah, I can't say I, right? I've yeah. ever had that experience. You know, it's so nah. like, as I'm partnering with these, you know, with this confection company, like, I, uh, I asked, I said, hey, can we do like an athletic TED Talk? She was like, I love that idea, Mm -hmm. right? Here's what we'll do for you. We're going to rent out Purdue University's basketball arena. We'll fill it. You get the athletes that you want to have come out and do your thing. Wow. Right? That's dope. Is that not opportunity? It's also creative control. Creative control. Mm -hmm. They can't tell me anything having to do with the Team Frederick brand. Mm. She looked me in my face, and it was like I almost wanted to cry, right? So Red Vine also owns the company Sour Patch, mm-hmm. or Sour Punch, I'm sorry. And Sour Punch are like those uh, straws. Yeah, the little yeah, straws. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She told me, this is the VP of global marketing for this brand. I can't imagine Sour Punch without Norris Frederick in it. <sighs> That's what she told me, mm. right? I'm a track and field athlete. I, I'm supposed to live this healthy life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can ask her right now. I've had three root canals in the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
I'm not going to stop, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, it's about the result, too. That's right? If, if if the sour punches are holding you back on the field, then we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to talk about <laughs> it, right? Yeah, we gonna, but if not, then, you know, keep doing hey, your thing. You for know? sure, for sure. Because, like, when, when Marshawn Lynch pulled out that handful of Skittles, mm-hmm. like, he got oh, fined, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. But Skittles came all the way. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Product placements, everything, man. Everywhere. It's everything, man. Um, so I also do want to touch on, um, you know, you being a representation of of Team USA, man. Like that's a big deal. That's that's huge, you know. And I remember, um, you had the campaign Road to Gold, mm-hmm. and that was for you to, you know, get to. Was it was it London? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Summer Olympics in London. Um, so so what's what are we looking forward to right now? What's 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 on the horizon? Obviously, what is it? 2020? 2020 Olympics? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when is mm-hmm. it? When is it? When is it? I don't know. 2020. You know, us, us, <laughs> us, us, uh, you know, us regular folk, we <laughs> two just turn years on the after TV. FIFA. Yeah. That's oh, how I know. Yeah, you yeah. said it's after FIFA? Yeah, yeah. two years. <laughs> two years. <laughs> um, Seriously. Yeah, you know, so uh, what we're doing is, I mean, with track and field, just like anything in life, you know, like, there's no long term. You never sure. want to think long term. For sure. Because when you get long, when you think long term, you get complacent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So everything that we do in preparation for the Tokyo Games or in preparation for anything mm-hmm. is we just go week by week or day by day. Mm-hmm. If I have something going on, if I'm going to compete on Friday, competition on Friday is the most important thing in my life, mm-hmm. right? If I lose that competition, like, oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna figure out why. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, long term is what's going to happen at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Got you. Right. Short term is going to be happen. What happens at the end of that day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of move manu- like maneuver in that space. Gotcha. And we keep that space so sacred that nobody can come in and penetrate it. That's true. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get you don't want to throw it off. It Never. has to be a natural progression and you have to be present. Right. Big time. Yeah. Big that's time. good. You, and I remember training for the 2012 games. Uh, for four years, I kept a journal of everything that I ate, who I hung out with how much water I drank, the stress levels, and what time and how many hours I went to sleep every day for four years. Wow. And people are like, well, why would you do that, right? That's, that's a little compulsive and that's a little obsessive. But you think about it. On Tuesday, if I had the best practice of my life, I can look back on Monday and Sunday and see what I ate, mm. who I was with, mm-hmm. who stressed me out, who didn't stress me out. Wow. So when Saturday rolls around, I'll hang out with those people and eat that same meal and do those so, those same things, right? So by the time that competition comes, there's no reason why I shouldn't be mm-hmm. who I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be. You're documenting everything. Big too. time. That's so real. So 2011 rolls around, and then 2012 gets there. 2012 was the hardest year of my entire life, right? I called the cable company. I'm talking to Comcast like, hey, cut my internet, <laughs> cut my cable <laughs> off. Seriously, yeah, cut yeah. it all off. I want no distractions, right? Mm. Cut it off. For breakfast, I had a two-egg omelet, a cup of a smoothie, a glass of water, and two pieces of toast. For lunch, I had a chicken breast and a salad. For dinner, I had blackened salmon and a Caesar salad every day for a year. Every day. I was so focused. I was so focused that, like, I wasn't a pleasure to be around. Like, I wasn't – I didn't want people to hang out. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want – I mean, what are we going to do? You're going to come to my house and do what? We don't got cable or internet. <laughs> what are we going to do? We're going to stare at each other? Yeah. Because at 9.30, I'm going to bed whether you're here or not. Right. You can have some of this black and salmon, too. You can have some of this black and salmon. <laughs> but I got to get mine first. Right? That's but real. Like, it's like things like that. Like when you're so focused on something, like nothing else matters. Yeah. Right? Real. That's real. Nothing else matters. And, uh, you know, like when you meet when you meet a woman that, that has nothing to do with sports, right? Like. I mean, she was a cheerleader in college. Like she, mm-hmm. she, she understands like the schedules and stuff like that. But like, seeing somebody emotionally snap, right, or physically snap, and then get up and crawl up and mm-hmm. be like, I got to do this again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has to be draining, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and it, it has is. to be like defeating at certain times. And then like, a, a lot of the time, you know, like we have stupid arguments, right? Like, why are you responding to everybody on your DM? And it's like because I want these people to know, like, when they reach out to me, like it's me mm-hmm. responding to them. Or like, why do you get so pissed off when people write negative comments? And it's like, that's my brand. Mm-hmm. Imagine you running a business mm-hmm. and I'm on your Yelp review just dogging you out. Like, mm-hmm. that, that ruins your business, yeah. right? Yeah, real, real talk. So like, once this is identified, like, you know, like, she kind of like lets me do me, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to post on Instagram, you need about an hour to maintain that post. I'll just leave you alone, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> 
And it's like, I have never found that anywhere. Mm. Right? And I've like been on tons of days. Don't take it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> but like you meet a ton of different people, right? Yeah. And you can identify them within a matter of thirty seconds on what they're here for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're just here to leech, by all means. Yeah. I got a place for you, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you're here to be here and you're here to be genuine, mm-hmm. I'll open up the doors to my kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody serves their purpose. And you know. And you know you immediately. Just tell. You can just tell. That's real, man. It's like, it's, it's, it's a cool thing, man. And, you know, I'm happy, um, you know, that I was able to find one, uh, you know, a girlfriend that, that understands that and can put that into perspective and be selfless mm. in situations when I, like, bruh, I'll be like, hey. I want to pick up a new hobby. She'll be like, what is it this time, right? And she'll get equally as excited. Yeah. I want to get light bulbs that you can turn off with your cell phone. And she'll be like, I think that's really cool. We go to Home Depot. I spend $49 on one light bulb. She's like, yeah, we should get a bunch. And I asked her about it. I was like, why would you let me do that? She was like, just let you go through your little phase. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. But, like, that's like a team, that's a team yeah, player, yeah. right? Like, that's what, because everybody's like, well, you need a girl that even you out. I don't. I got a mom that evens mm-hmm. me out. Yeah. Like, I need a, a support group at home, right? Like, yeah. this, this strong fist that can, like, pick me up when I'm down. Like, That's real, though. I what? was watching, um, you, wa- you watched that new Seinfeld show on Netflix with comedians and, and cars oh, the getting, coffee. getting coffee. Yeah, yeah. It was dope. He had, he had Ellen DeGeneres on the show, and they were talking about that. And uh, I think Ellen was talking telling a story about how her wife has an obsession with horses, and she just mm-hmm. wants to keep buying horses. Yeah. And Ellen's like, I'm good. I don't want to buy no more horses. And Jerry's like, well, here's my advice. What I usually do with my wife is I just give her what she wants keeps giving her let her let her like you said it's kind of like a phase right mm-hmm. and just letting them go through that don't try to stop them from doing that you know just kind of let them be them be, that's what be it is. living mm-hmm. their truth if i can call Big it that time, pretty so much. that's a uh, that's dope man that's dope yeah. so i mean it's been a, it's been a rocky road don't get me wrong mm-hmm. like you know i think people think that the road to success is all you know rose petals and gold and <laughs> You know, in no my case, way. candy, yeah. <laughs> sour punch, <laughs> sour punch. But like, no, it's it's rocky and it's a lot of long nights, early morning. It's yeah. Like, you know, the the number one thing that she's ever asked me, she was like, "I've never in the four and a half years that I've known you, heard you set an alarm clock." Wow. And I was like, I never really thought about that. But like, my dreams, I kid you not, and this is gonna sound so corny, my dreams are so loud, bruh. Mm. that it will wake me up no matter what day it is. It can be a Sunday. Mm. I wake up at 5.45 in the morning. And that's real, man. It speaks mm. so loud in my ears that I'll wake up and I'll be like, all right, it's time to do something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, like, I, I don't set alarms. What's the point, right? Like, I, I just that's not for me. Mm. I'm not going to be, like, held. I'm not going to be, like, boxed in. Like, you got to, like, no. Yeah. My life is already structured enough. Like, I don't need an alarm clock telling me when I can't and can't wake up yeah. so like it's like hey yeah he's on his time yeah Man, he's on for real for he's real. on his own time in control <laughs> of your time i like that i like that yes. so um, you're saying how like the road to success is not all rose petals and gold yeah. so if i was an olympic at, or wanted to be an, an olympic athlete and i was like norris what should i do like where should i start what would you say to me <laughs> start with the things that you want to sacrifice bro mm-hmm. everything that you like right now if you can't live without that for four years it's not for you mm. It's not for straightforward <laughs> for real straight like that. Like, you know, for some people, especially, you know, the younger demographic, like, oh, man, let's go to the club and get these girls, man. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the first thing they got to bounce. Women are a huge distraction. Right. Um, I don't drink. I don't smoke. That could be a huge distraction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, sleep. If you don't do that. If you're not sleeping and I'm sleeping, I got an advantage on you. Right. There's no call. There's no calling in sick at practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always something you can do. That's real. Yeah. Even if you're hurt, you got a broken leg. <laughs> yeah. You can just right? go run on For the real. side. That's you got a broken yeah. leg. I've seen people get in the pool with their boot on, and run in the pool. I've wow. seen people in the in the weight room pushing up weight, doing squats with one leg yeah. because they want it that bad. Yeah. So like, sacrifice, bro. Mm. Whatever you're willing to sacrifice right now is gonna make it. So by the time you get to where you need to be, it's all gonna be worth it. Mm. Right, because you never, you're never gonna be like, oh, I got here and I didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to do anything I didn't mm. want to do. Not realistic. That, that's not real. Yeah, that's not right? realistic. So like, yeah, man, sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Yeah. Okay, and um, you know, um, got a couple more questions, but I, I do want to talk about so, Tokyo, right? Tokyo's on on the horizon. Um, what, what's so what's your what's your mindset right now? Like right now. 
what are we what are we looking forward to? Like what, what's what's coming up? And and it can, it, can, it doesn't have to just be um, you know uh, sports related. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you you got a lot of things going on as yeah. well. But what what are some things on the horizon that? Uh, so the biggest thing coming up for me is an anti-bullying campaign on which I partner with. Yes. Um, with the uh, Sour Punch and American Licorice brand. Um, it's therapeutic being able to tell my story to a bunch of you know kids that don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Or even the kids, a bunch of kids that do have a lot. Mm-hmm. Because it puts things back into perspective for me. Mm-hmm. I uh, I saw this this interview with uh, Mr. T. And the lady was like, you have all this money. Why do you wear those cruddy, like those nasty shoes? Right? Why do you wear those old beat up shoes? And he said, these shoes keep me grounded. Because at one point in my life, this is all that I could afford. Mm. And it hit me. Mm-hmm. It hit me hard. Right? I can have all the Olympic medals in the world and all the, the medals that, I, all, that I've ever won. It doesn't mean anything if I can't share that with people, mm. right? So, like, like I said, like, you know, the biggest thing in my life is what's going to happen at the end of the week. That's right. right. And, you know, gearing up for, these, for this en- engagement over in, in Indiana, like, you know, that's, you know, like what I'm amped about. That's where you're mm-hmm. at right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like. Yeah. I'm excited for that, man. Yeah, and that's, be and that's big, and that again, it speaks volumes to what you can do with your platform. Mm-hmm. It's not just about you know the athlete; it's, yeah. it's going beyond that, being more than than that. Um, so here's a question I got for you, and this is a question I ask every guest, um, and it's something that can kind of sum up what we've kind of been talking about today, but also what's on the horizon. Um, if you can, <coughs> my brother, what is one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up? Fear. Fear. That's it. You want to elaborate? Yeah, you can elaborate if you want. <laughs> you said one word. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Man, I'm like. No, because usually people get that one word and they're like, man, I got to tell them why. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I'm fearful that I'm not going to be able to achieve the things that I want to achieve mm. given the time that I'm on this earth, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that probably makes sense on why I wake up so early and go to sleep so late. Mm-hmm. I can operate a full functional day with four hours of sleep, Mm. um, multiple days in a row. Um, I'm fearful that one day I'm going to wake up and realize like, damn, they're only going to remember me as an athlete Mm. or damn, I could have changed that one kid's life. Had I given him five minutes of my time and a DM. Mm. That's real. So like, yeah, it's fear, man. Mm -hmm. That's one, that's one thing. That, yeah. that, that sticks in the back And it's of one head. of the most important things we have, you know? It's just about how you channel it, which Big time. in your mm-hmm. in your case is, is, cha- is being channeled in a positive way um, and progressive. So, um, yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, we, we definitely are going to stay tapped in with everything you got going. Um, and, you know, sure. th- thank you for coming to no, the no show. Doubt, and, no doubt. and, you know, we wish you so much success, man, and, and, and just good energy, good vibes moving forward with everything you got going with, with the Frederick brand and and just everything else man appreciate know, it general, appreciate it in general for sure sure so oh yeah uh you got a website and everything right yeah it's just oh, norisfrederick.com we keep okay. it humble oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. it simple <laughs> keep it simple <laughs> keep it simple <laughs> yeah um but yeah man uh, you know outside of that you know um again thank you and it's safe to say norris frederick is officially a member of the up and up can we get up <laughs> can we get an applause from my guy yeah, y'all yeah. hear that Yes, sir. I'm in the family. Hey. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro, bro. No doubt. Appreciate-